Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ooh, I'm sounding really sultry and sensual today, but it's Monday morning when I'm recording this, and there's nothing sexy or sultry about the fact that I took two melatonin and an allergy pill at 9.30 last night after pressure washing the deck and the pollen is asphyxiating me. But other than that, we're good. We're great. We're richly blessed. I want you to know I have a beautiful birthday bouquet that is still thriving here in my office. My room smells like lilies and peonies. Although lilies are the flower of death, So to (laughs) my dear husband, who did give me a fairly absorbent amount of lilies and a bouquet, the message is clear. I see and understand what you're saying. This is a threat, and I will be contacting my attorney immediately. Whom is my sister, who loves Jeff way more than me. So (laughs) probably going to have to seek outside legal counsel as well. So good morning, having a cup of coffee, started really thriving on some collagen protein. Guys, I've been in a little bit of a a morning pickle, if you will. So, you know, got the hormone shit going on, got the thyroid stuff going on, an, an assortment of medications trying to really, really be good. I mean, you know, you guys see me out after the shows and I have a glass of wine and everyone's like, She's fucking raging. I don't. I have not tied one on, if you will, in quite some time. Really been taking care of myself, okay? Been getting that sleep, doing the best I can under the insanely stressful and physically taxing conditions that I'm under, which is I never sit down, never stop. It's got to keep going. Again, you'd think I was thinner. But I wake up in the morning and I'm fucking starving. I'm talking like a feral cat who is preparing for winter, kind of starving. Like where the stomach acid has been gurgling through the third layer of your intestine. And if you don't eat something like a croissant, flaky, buttery, sensual, in the next 10 minutes upon rising, I'm going to vomit. You know what I mean? And I'm not pregnant. Everybody, cool your jets. That's not what I'm saying. It's because I'm on some thyroid medication that makes me feel like a horse. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's where I'm at. So I don't, I'm not a breakfast gal. Okay. And I like breakfast. If we get up at 10, leisurely stroll, and we're going to hit a brunch or a breakfast, like I go to Hen Mother Cookhouse and tear shit up. But if I have to prepare my own breakfast, I'm grossed out. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to tell you. I've never been a, I want breakfast first thing upon rising. Due to my hormones, the current condition of the fact that I am a emotionally fragile, if you will, I have to really make sure that I'm getting protein first thing. So I put in about six scoops of vital proteins, collagen in my coffee. And I'm also taking a liquid collagen, which I'm pretty sure is, I think, a part of an MLM, but somebody gave it to me and I'm just going to try it. They said they swear it made their hair grow back. I don't give a shit. I didn't pay for it. Am I probably sending money at the chain of command to some woman named Miranda who drives a Honda CRV, but she's banking on the fact that she'll get a white Mercedes from Arbonne at some point? Probably. I don't even know what the brand is. But am I feeding the beast? Sure. Did a neighbor give it to me and I trust her because she's rich? Yeah, that is how that went. No, you know it's nice when you have a neighbor who like you trust. Like I got in this neighborhood, I've got like two cool neighbors. And my girl, let's call her Cindy. Cindy was like, listen, okay, this shit is black market. Don't tell anybody. It kind of worked. She's like, my doctor in the Hamptons. <laughs> said this shit's kind of legit. So you can take it, but don't tell anybody. And I was like, well, I'm not buying it. I'm not finding like a dealer for this shit. She goes, I'll find you one. Literally, this is how much I love my neighbor. I'm going to call her Cindy. I'm not going to say who it is. Cindy drops this shit off in a Dior bag because she like really buys Dior. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, don't tell anybody. I got it from my cousin who's got a lazy eye. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, Cindy. Anyways, I'm on so much collagen right now that if my intestines fall out, I just want you to know I did my best. I did my fucking best. It is 8 a.m. on a Monday and your girl has actually done a nice reset since coming back from Europe. I take about two melatonin or trazodone every night about around I'd say 1045. You know me. I'm usually recording this podcast at four o'clock in the morning. Since I went to Europe and I came back, I've realized I'm going to reset the clock, the circadian rhythm, if you will. So now I'm going to bed finally at a decent fucking hour and getting up at 8 a.m. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Okay, bright-eyed, literally. Don't know who I am. Someone has taken over my body and that's where we're at. So I'm having a cup of joe. I'm sitting in the damn basement in my office, staring at my infrared sauna bag that I spent $1,000 on. <laughs> I do love it though. Listen, listen, what is money anymore? What is time? We're in a war, basically. You know what I mean? Somebody told me the other day that I needed to add to my retirement fund. I go, for what? What are we retiring to? You know what I'm retiring from? Bullshit. And then my financial advisor, Scott, was like, that's not a thing, Heather. And I go, yeah, I'm retiring like in a year. And I'm going to need that money to go, I don't know, to the south of France. And he said, you need to plan for your future. And I go, what future, Scott? The future for my children that don't exist? For the environment that's not going to be here for them? You know what I mean? So every time one of you dumb cunts asks me, when are you going to have kids? I don't know, Emily. Why don't you have another child that's eventually going to have acidic rain, toxic acidic rain, rain down on them? 
Oh, it's a snow day. Oh, your kid's in third grade and it's a snow day. It's not a snow day. Those don't exist anymore because the world's on fire. (laughs) If I was legit, I think I could actually be a legit NPR person. Like if I literally had to be like, this morning in Ukraine, like I could actually do it. I could have a whole nother persona. I'm just saying, when I'm on the road, Chris and Tina, obviously educated, love them, love to listen to the New York Times podcast. It's great, okay? Whatever, you just get the facts. But there's a guy named Matthew who literally talks like this, and it actually makes me want to drive the car into a gas station, like, and not to get gas, like just roll into the side of a tank. And so I joke with them. I'm like, listen, I could bring you the news. You know what I mean? I think maybe this is now my second side hustle is that I start doing news reporting. You don't know it's me. I'm under a pseudonym, you know? Like Shannon Burkhalter, perfect. Nailed it. Every time, I'm so good with names. Shannon Burkhalter is literally the news lady. I'm Shannon Burkhalter from Atlanta National News. And this just in, we're all gonna die. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm on a lot of collagen and it's supposed to beef you up, lubricate the joints, if you will. And I think it's also made me dumber. I just want you to know I'm buying bootleg black market, although it's not even bootleg, it's just black market collagen. And I really think it's made me, you guys, I walked around. I thought Christina was just going to leave me at the airport. She was so embarrassed for this, this situation. I've had a cracked phone, or at least what I thought, for the last four months, but I've been able to type over it, whatever. It even so much was so cracked that it sliced my finger at one point. So Christina's looking at my phone and I'm like, yeah, I got to get a new phone. It's cracked, but I don't have time to go to the Apple store. And she was like, hold on, Heather, this is the case. And I said, huh? She said, it's your screen protector that's cracked. This bitch peeled off the screen protector and my phone underneath is completely intact, clear, thin, smooth, like a pebble. I have been walking around for the last four and a half months bitching about how ghetto my phone feels, how I can't see full photos, that the screen is amiss. And it was the screen protector. You guys, I think (laughs) I'm getting dumber. You know how they've done like 16 remakes of the movie Dumb and Dumber? Ready for the next one. My favorite movie of all time, just letting you know. She peeled that bad boy off. We were walking into the airport. And I said, Christina, you tell no one. You fucking tell no one. And I took like a, like a bobby pin up to her throat and really kind of got in the jugular. And I said, you tell anybody about this? I will fucking end you. And she goes, no, bitch, I will end you. I have more photos of you backstage adjusting your skims thong. And I said, yeah, you're right. You have a lot of photos of me from college. Blackout drunk, eating a Jenny Craig meal. Do you guys know this, that I did Jenny Craig? Pretty sure I told you. I did Jenny Craig in college. Okay. (laughs) She has toxic diet traits. I did Jenny Craig in college and I spent $500 that I didn't have. And my roommate, Jenny and I, who's Christina and I's other roommate, we ordered all this Jenny Craig, which the funny thing is her name is Jenny. It's not Jennifer, it's Jenny. So Jenny and Heather ordered Jenny Craig 
wild. And it basically came with like fish and chips and like beef stroganoff and all this disgusting shit. Although I love fish and chips. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me apologize to the Brits. And we would go to the bars. We didn't change our lifestyle. We didn't do anything, but we would go to the bars and then just eat Jenny Craig as our late night fourth meal. So instead, while all the other kids were going to chicken on a stick to get fried chicken or Taco Bell, I was eating my Jenny Craig seven layer spaghetti casserole that had was made out of cardboard, wood chips, and a slice of cilantro. And the problem was because the total calories, it was basically like eating like an old freezer burn lean cuisine. Dude, y'all remember lean cuisine? I used to fucking live off those. Remember you were like, <laughs> you were sitting at the sorority house. You're like, you know what? I'm actually not going to have um, dinner tonight. I know it's fried Friday, so it's all fried, but I'm actually going to have a lean cuisine because <laughs> I'm skinny. And they were like, Heather, you put on 45 pounds. And I'm like, I know. That's why I'm having a lean cuisine. And then I would get blackout drunk and have six. I wouldn't have one entree of Jenny's Craig. I would have three or four because the calorie total of each one was like 250. So in actuality, I would have the equivalent of a Gordita, one Gordita Supreme, but I'd have four Jenny Craig entrees. And that to me, guys, is, I don't know if you know this, it's called bulking. (laughs) It's called work smarter, not harder. So yeah, Christina has beef on me. She's got, you know, stories, photographic evidence, me face down, ass up, doing a keg stand next to, I'm sure, a convicted felon. Speaking of convicted felons, okay, guys, let me break down to you what happened this weekend, okay? And this person is not a convicted felon that I know of, but I met one of the most interesting characters of my life. When you're a study of people, if you will, okay, I love to do a good character study. As a comedian, all you really do is go out into the world as a sponge and trying to absorb as much ridiculous shit as you can, right? Then you hold it in. And I have these moments sometimes, I'm such an observer of people that when I like sit in the airport by myself, I soak it in. And it's truly my favorite thing in the world to sit in a sky club and really soak in people is how I fill up my love tank. And I've realized I haven't had enough alone time in the airport. Like last week when I traveled to Europe, I really was just thriving. And I realized I needed it for my soul. I needed to be a lone traveler to absorb my surroundings. Because when I'm traveling with Chris and Tina, you know, we're chit-chatting, we're doing business, we're working, da-da-da. We're like, we're doing shit. But I don't know why I needed to tell you guys I needed to be alone in the airport. That makes me sound suicidal. So... (laughs) I'm sorry, my man. Anyways, my point is, we get to the Farnham Hotel in Nebraska, Omaha. Cute town. Beautiful hotel. Really, truly amazing hotel. So very grateful for them. They hooked it up. They literally hooked it up. This is a no-brainer. When it comes to building a website, what do you want to do? You want to make it easy. You want to have all the tools there in one place. You know what I have time for? I don't have time to go to my website design tool shed and there's a bunch of loose shit everywhere. No, I want it bundled up. I want it on my tool belt of success. And I'm talking about Squarespace. Squarespace is my freaking jam. I use Squarespace for my tour website to let you guys know when merch is dropping, all of it. Squarespace has everything right there for you. I've just had such a great experience with them. And I think that 
it's just such a no-brainer. If you're going to build a business, build a website, use Squarespace. Also because they have e-commerce. You know, you own your own content. You can look at the traffic overflow. You understand when you're getting hits. Like, all right, if I'm going to announce when tickets are going on sale, when do I get the largest hit? It literally has all of the analytics right there. Analytics is such a big deal. They also have like social sharing where you can let your visitors share content on Facebook, Twitter, Google, LinkedIn, all of it. You can do email campaigns. They have blogging tools, anything you could ever imagine. Squarespace has it. It is a no-brainer. I love them. Listen, if you want to run your shampire and be a boss babe, here is the deal. Very, very exciting offer for you. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is squarespace.com slash absolutely and use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Make your life easy. Use Squarespace. I got you back. I had to pause for a second because my mom is texting me that the plumber is here. How is that my fucking job? So then I call my husband who's up in the room and I said, honey, the plumber's here. And he said, okay, yeah, I'm trying to keep Riggs occupied in the room. And I said, why don't you go put Riggs' harness and leash on him, take him outside, introduce him to the plumber. Guys, this is, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. You know what? We're not even going to go there. We're going to take a deep breath. It's not your problem. I have a fucking shoot, literally. Go do a video shoot here in about two hours. I have a doctor's appointment in 30 minutes. I woke up at the ass crack of dawn to get this podcast done, which is truly the love of my life. This podcast is really the only thing that makes me really feel like I have my life together. And then I go back and listen to the episodes and I go, you have nothing together. Anyways, my point being was, we were staying at the Farnham Hotel, gorgeous hotel, really awesome. If you go to Omaha, that's the place to stay. And I'm leaving to go to the show. You could go through the main lobby or you could kind of duck around and go through a side door. I saw a lot of girls were getting ready to go to the show. And I said, I'm going to sneak out the other way. I'm not sneaking out because I am Mariah Carey or JLo, or I think you guys are going to, you know, I'm just doing it so I can conserve my voice. Because what happens is, side note, ladies, we have to talk about something. Y'all love to scream. When you see me, you scream. And I have to go, shut the fuck up. My first thing is I always go, shut the fuck up. Shut up. We are in a public place. Do you guys know in kindergarten, you know, when like people get happy and they do this thing where they, can you guys hear that? I'm like flashing jazz hands. That's what I need y'all to start doing. Okay. I need y'all to act like you're back in kindergarten. You're excited and you just shake your jazz hands in the air. Y'all scream. Now, is it cool? Does it make me feel like a beetle? For sure. But it also comes down to the problem that a lot of women, we don't know how to control our excitement when there's something that we love and want to touch. You know, it's almost like a pack of puppies walk through the lobby and it's like, yay, golden retrievers, shih tzus. Like that's the vibe. So I sneak around the back, right? Because I'm trying to low-key get to the car. We got to go. It's work. And I want to be able to stop and say hi and do the thing. You know, when y'all travel in packs of like 40, I mean, it's literally like being at an animal rescue place half the time when I see y'all. Hold on. I'm winded. I just walked up three flights of stairs. <laughs> Y'all, I don't get a second to myself. I don't get a second to myself. I don't even have kids yet. I know everybody, every single woman is doing the deepest eye roll. Wait till you have three kids. Well, I don't have them. I have minimal eggs. And if you think that you guys ever telling me, wait till you have kids makes me want to have kids, you're out of your fucking minds. You're out of your minds. Does not make me want to have children. 
Okay, speaking of characters, though, our plumber's here, and he is fucking hooting a holler. He is so nuts. We just redid the porch, and he's putting the spigot outside so Jeff can pressure wash it more conveniently, but our plumber is here, and he, y'all, he's drilling a hole through the brick right now, through our kitchen sink, out to our porch, and I'm telling you, y'all, he is just good country folk. And you know what I really hate? I really hate when people think that like all rednecks are are the same. They're not. Listen, you can be a little rough around the edges and have a good heart and be like a solid fucking person. You know what I'm saying? You get it, right? If you're from the South, you know, everybody has like a third distant cousin. His name usually is Randy or Sparky. Oh, dude, it's always Sparky. And they're like, oh, Sparky's here. Oh, yeah, Sparky. He's crazy. But like he does drink Mountain Dew. He fits some of the typical tropes. You know, does he have a pickup? Sure. Is he in heating and air conditioning or plumbing? Yeah, but guess what? He makes a fuck ton of money. And Sparky, like, does well. Does he have a mullet? For sure. Keep up with oral care. Maybe not the best, but Sparky is low-key, like, a underground investor in Bitcoin and is, like, really cash-heavy. He's got a good cash flow. Like, if Sparky had to go buy a tank to defend the village tomorrow, he could. He'd be like, I got it. Hell yeah, all cash. They won't cash. I'll give them. Yeah, hell yeah. Like Sparky, like Loki knows what's up. Anyways, back to Nebraska. So I'm sneaking around the lobby, okay? And all of a sudden I hear this guy behind me and he's like, hey, 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 you trying to go out that way? I got you. Also like a very Southern voice. And I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And he goes, I got you, I got you. So this happens to be Derek, the valet at the Farnham Hotel. I have never met somebody with such glee, such energy, such a hoot and a holler. I mean, he literally was coming around the corner. If you did not know, you'd think he was on angel dust. And I say that with the utmost respect. He's not. He's high on life. I asked six of his colleagues. I literally go, is he high? And they go, no, that's Derek. He's everything. Derek was one of the most genuinely joyful, funny, hysterical. I can't even describe him. I got his information. Of course, he's off the grid. He's off the grid. You know, he's like, I don't do social media. In the first three minutes of meeting Derek, he said, and I quote, I'm from Memphis. We moved. My parents trained greyhounds and we had to go. (laughs) Can you just imagine what that situation was like? You know what I mean? He's like, my parents trained greyhounds. We had to bounce. So we came to Nebraska. Everyone's nice. And I'm like, at first I'm thinking, I didn't think greyhound dogs. I'm thinking greyhound buses. You know what I mean? Salt to the earth. Maybe the dad owned a fleet. I didn't know how it worked. In the next 30 seconds after finding out that his family did something with greyhounds, I then find out that he's the biggest widespread panic fan on the planet. And then the next thing he says, he goes, let me tell you, he's like, what what venue are you playing? I'm like, I'm playing Symphony Hall. He's like, hell yeah. He's like, at the arena two weeks ago, I was coming out and I went and saw Tool and I swear to God, I walk out of that venue arm in arm with 13,000 people and it was freezing outside and we were sweaty from the Tool concert and the... (laughs) The steam heat was just coming off of us. He's like, we were just fucking baking. We were steaming coming out of Tool. And it felt, I've never felt so alive in my life. And I'm like, Derek, here's $10. Thank you for bringing around my Dodge Durango rental car. You're everything. I need to know all about you. So he's like, man, I'm going to try and come to your show. And I said, okay, dude, like come like backstage, whatever. Like you let me know. He was supposed to get off at nine o'clock. I come back after my show, 1130. Derek is still kicking it. He is bringing around cars left and right. So we pull up to the hotel. There's tons of girls. And so he's like, yo, yo, I'm going to bring you through the service elevator. Because at this point, I have no voice. After the show, I had no voice. And I was like, if I see you, we're going to hug. We're going to kiss. We're going to cry. You're going to show me photos of your children. We're going to maybe touch vaginas in a non-sexual way, just like a sisterhood kind of moment. So long story short, I'm committed. 
So when we pull back up to the hotel, Derek literally pops out of a bush, pops out of a fucking bush. He's like, no, 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 get back in the car, get back in the car. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get back in the car. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to bring you around to the service elevator. So he's driving our car now around. We're circling the block like three times waiting for that end to just like zip down into where the service you know, the loading dock is. We walk in, he grabs my bag so quick. We are whipping around the garbage. We're going through the back way. We've got housekeeping on one side, like zip, zap, zomp. He's like, did y'all know that they don't sell alcohol in Walmarts in Arkansas? Fuck that. And I was like, fuck that, Derek. Like, bye. We'll see ya. Because I brought something up about like, can you get booze in Nebraska after 11? And I'm like, Derek, I need you. And he's like, what you need? What you need? What you need? I was like, I need some like good booze up in the room. He's like, done. Got it. (laughs) Nebraska's finest. He went downstairs, got us in our room, went downstairs, was back up with a perfectly chilled bottle of champagne. And I'm not even kidding you, 43 seconds. I was on the 11th floor. He came out of nowhere. He left and then a tap, tap, tap. And Chris was like, wait, who is that? There's no way Derek just went down and came back chilled. And Derek was one of those guys, his energy and his one-liners were so fucking great, but he knew when to drop the booze and leave. Like we had already been kicking it and I was asking him questions about himself. Like I was trying to dig deep and he literally dropped off the booze, said like, I'll see you at the next panic show and walked out. And I was like, I've never met somebody so self-aware who knows how to like, almost like a dive bomb. Like he comes in, hits you with all of this juicy information and then bounces and then leaves you in a complete whirlwind of what just happened and do I need to have this person in my life at Christmas every year? So I'm just saying, Derek is a probably a heartbreaker, salt of the earth guy. I would love to get him on the podcast. I do want to do a light background check and just make sure. I said, Derek, you ever been to jail? He goes, no, no, no. I learned how to sit on my hands a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, yes. But I'm going to put up a photo of him on Instagram because Derek just, oh my God, he changed my life. That's what you need. You have to realize as somebody who entertains all the time, when I go out into the world and I find characters like that, it's a minute for me to sit back and just be like, let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Let's fucking go. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Truly. Big shout out to him. I know it's kind of one of those like inside joke things you had to be there, but I just wanted y'all to know like, I didn't expect such a gem to come out of Nebraska. And you guys kept telling me, go to runs. Everyone said, go to runs, go to runs, which is some sort of fast food place. And I looked at the menu. It looks like the runs. Like the joke is, if you go to runs, you get the runs. I said, I don't need a sloppy Joe at 11 p.m. on a Saturday. I'm buying collagen from a neighbor out of her G-Wagon. I'm not even getting it from her. She's buying it from somebody else, like a shady cousin, Sparky. That's how probably Sparky has all this money. He's a plumber, but he's really at the top of an MLM. See, it all comes together. Anyways, my plumber's upstairs. He's fucking raging. He's the best. Anybody who comes in at 8 a.m. with that much zest, glee, joy in their heart, when you know that they're either have to pull something out of a drain, fish out a turd, you know, or be covered maybe in your, you know, some sort of bodily fluid or something nasty from your drain. Plumbers are really, truly the people who have a glass half full. Heating and air always have an attitude. They're always like, it feels like it's working to me. And you're like, it's not. You know what, Chaz, it's not working. Not, they say it feels pretty cool to me. It's not. You lay here hormonally at night at 35 and sweat through your pajamas. No, I sleep outside. <laughs> I just like to be in nature. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, 
I'm hot. Can you please make sure that this air conditioning is working at full throttle? I'll do my best. It feels good to me. If you're from the South, you'll get it. I'm just having a lot of inside jokes with myself today, and I apologize. You know where I want to be? Right by the beach, boy. That's what I'm talking about. You know what's better than an ad break? I'll tell you what, a beach break. And I know we could all use a getaway right about now. When I want to book a beach vacay, I use CheapCaribbean.com. I'm all about that all-inclusive life. I get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money and with less worries. Basically, I get more of what I want and less of what I don't. Cheap Caribbean has great deals on incredible all-inclusive beach vacations throughout the Caribbean, Central America, Mexico, including Cancun, Jamaica, Los Cabos, Punta Cana, Aruba, and more. Book today and get next level beach vacation at any of the RIU hotels and resorts in the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. Less money, less worries, more beach when you book at cheapcaribbean.com. Again, that's RIU hotels, RIU hotels and resorts in the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. Make your life easy. Go to cheapcaribbean.com. Book that vacay. Be face down in the sand. Buns up, getting some vitamin D, living your life. Make your life easy with that all-inclusive life at CheapCaribbean.com. Listen, I was at my show in Tulsa this weekend and a girl came up to me and literally said at the meet and greet, she's like, yo, I use Modern Fertility and I'm so glad. I literally use Modern Fertility and I got the code from your podcast. I was like, fuck yeah. What is Modern Fertility? Modern Fertility is an amazing way to check your fertility hormones and just check your lady bits, your lady parts, all in the comfort of your own home. They send you a kit and you do a simple finger prick, give them a little blood sample, you send it back, and then you can talk to one of their specialists and really get an inside view, one-on-one information about your hormones. Listen, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I talk about it in my show and you guys have heard me talk about what a struggle it was to freeze my eggs because I wish I would have done it sooner. And I wish somebody would have told me, hey, this is something to flag. Well, the reason I found out about this is because I did Modern Fertility because they sent it to me. They're like, oh, we're going to be a sponsor of the podcast. And wow, I'm glad I did it. It let me know that my AMH was low, which is your anti-Mullerian hormone, which is essentially all that fancy jargon means, you know, your ovarian reserve. And so I love Modern Fertility. I think it's incredible. Listen, it can be very, very expensive. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost only $139 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Y'all, it can be so expensive. Modern Fertility makes it so affordable and accessible. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Modernfertility.com slash absolutely. I'm telling you what, do it. It's so worth it. Again, don't spend $1,000 in your doctor's office. Just go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. You know, as a creative, as an artist, I'm in my own bubble and then I get interrupted every 30 seconds by my mom texting me, plumber's here. You need to get him. Plumber's here. Wake up, Jeff. Where's the dog? I don't know. And I feel bad. Chris and Tina are here. We have a big shoot today, which is something I'm about to announce in a second. And they're sleeping. We didn't have good sleep all weekend. We had to get up at the ass crack of dawn after the Tulsa show and sit in DFW for eight and a half hours. Guys, I tried to get a jet. I tried to get a PJ. I tried to take the last three coins from my retirement fund. And my boy Scott's going, Heather, you can't afford a PJ. I don't know what you're thinking. You can. And I'm like, it's a tox right off. And he goes, it's not. You're still paying for it. And I was like, but really though? (laughs) And he's like, we need to take this money and invest in your retirement. I go, what? Why? There are no snow days, Scott. Everyone is, we're done. We're done. And he's like, can you not yell right now? (laughs) It's like, 
you not yell right now? Well, we have a glass of wine at the club. Really? Really, Scott? What is my retirement for? And then he's like, you know, we need to have a retirement. I go, you're right. You're right. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? I have a good team around me. But there are days where I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I know what I'm doing. I really know what I'm doing. And he's like, you don't, Heather. You thought you had a cracked phone for four and a half months that actually kind of made the tips of your fingers bleed. And actually it was just the, it was the cover. It was a protective cover. And I said, you're right. So anyways, my point was I tried to get a PJ because it was hard. It was a hard turnaround from Tulsa to Omaha. There are no direct flights. Y'all, we were sitting at the airport. So we had to go Omaha to DFW, DFW to Tulsa. Of course, Chris made me fly American Airlines. I already had a bad attitude. I'm an economy. It was just, it wasn't what it needed to be. Also, side note, side note. Hold on. Sorry. I'm so ADD right now. The weekend of shows were so phenomenal. Tulsa, what a blast. Omaha, what an absolute blast. I need you to know that I was performing in Tulsa and I looked up to the spotlight. And as I'm saying a joke, literally the thought, this like warming sensation came over me and the thought in my brain said, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And I know that y'all just come to see the shows, but you don't understand. Like I was like, nobody else right now is getting to giggle with this group of amazing people on a Friday night, the way I am. I literally thought, what are my friends doing on a Friday night? And I was like, I have the greatest job in the world. Anyways, it was just like a really nice sentimental moment. Again, these are all inside thoughts that I should keep to myself, but I don't know how to have a private moment. Anywho, my point was, so obviously Chris is like, did you get a jet? And I go, we can't afford it. So we were economy on American. I did not choose that. All right. That was our only choice to get from Omaha to Tulsa. So we're sitting in the, the Centurion Lounge at DFW. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to sound like a cunt. I know I just told you that I should be investing in my retirement future. I need you to know that they have allowed too many people in Sky Clubs. These are the points, point blank period. I'm going to let you know too many people are being allowed, even in the Delta Sky Clubs. I don't know what the requirements are anymore. I know that I pay a lot to be in the Sky Clubs. And I just think that everybody's allowed in. It's like, do you have a Diners International Club card? Do you have a Discover card? You're in. The Amex Lounge. Like, I don't know. Do you have a Costco card? You're in. It was like herding cats, okay? And I'm not trying to be an elitist right now. I'm not. I'm not. You got it. You spend the money. Great. We all have underestimated Sparky. I already told you that. You know what I'm saying? But the characters, the unsavory characters that were in the Centurion Lounge at DFW while I had a four-hour layover after getting maybe three hours of sleep the night before was insane. I want to talk about something serious right now. There was a grown woman. I say she was about probably my age, around mid-30s walks in. Now we were in the international terminal. I don't know why our flight to Omaha was flying out of international. We're in the international terminal and it's packed. It's Saturday. It's spring break. Everybody's fucking flying somewhere. This couple is sitting next to me and the mom gets up, goes to let her daughter, her a total adult daughter into the sky club, walks over and the girl is screaming. She has a baby voice and she's screaming at everything. Now, Granted, the way that the Centurion Lounge is set up, we're in like the back where they kind of have these like really yummy cubbies where you can kind of lay down and, and take a nap, if you will. The poor girl across from me, I think she had like a 25-hour layover from Doha. She was flying international. She lifts up her sleep mask, looks at me, and I go, I didn't do it. I mouth, I, it's not me. And I point. And she's literally like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, like deep eye roll with her. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So anyways, 
This girl says the weirdest thing I've ever heard. She's screaming, running up, kind of dressed like a baby doll. Everything about it is fucking weird. Gives her dad the biggest hug. And she says, you don't seem so tall anymore, dad, because the guy I'm dating is six four. <laughs> and then sits down and proceeds to, and I quote, take an entire Mezcal drink. This is at 9 a.m. Takes an entire Mezcal cocktail from the Centurion Lounge, puts her whole mouth around it and just tips it back. And then literally goes, that burned. <laughs> I'm sorry, What? I literally sat there and the woman across from me who pulled up her sleep mask, we made eye contact together. And I said, what do we do? As citizens of the world, do we scream, he needs some milk and run? Do we throw collagen at them? Do we call 911? Do I sound the alarm? Do I say I have a bomb? Like I didn't know what to do, but that moment in time needed to stop. Then she kind of picks up on the energy that the rest of us around and these quiet cubbies are annoyed. And side note, I got to be honest with you, these cubbies at the Centurion Lounge, are, it's a lot of pillows and a lot of crumbs. And I don't think they've been cleaned in a long time. So I just wanted to say, if you do find yourself in one of these cozy cubbies, I'd maybe Lysol it down. Tina looked at me and she goes, don't you feel like there's just too many pillows and there've been too many asses on here? And I was like, yeah, these are like full fucking ass pillows. I agree. So this woman's sitting here and she's continuing to talk in a baby voice. Now, there's a lot of things we could dissect about the comment she said to her dad. You don't seem that tall anymore because the guy I'm dating is 6'4". I know that I have an issue with my father because I married somebody who physically looks like my father and acts like him. But I think that's a compliment to the great relationship I have with my father. You know what I mean? Have I had weird dreams about my dad that I probably should never repeat in public? For sure. I don't know what that means. But I really think that means I just have a loving relationship with my dad. I think that's what that meant. But the way that this woman approached her father freaked me the fuck out. She was an adult. Danny, you don't seem so tall anymore. My boyfriend's 6'4". And I was like, it's 9 a.m. I'm dead sober. I just took two shots of collagen. I'm fucking raging right now. I am raging. Everything about what she said seemed inappropriate. And when she said it, the girl across from me looked at me dead ass in the eyes. And I was like, I, I don't know what to say. We are citizens of the world and we should stop this conversation. Then the mom comments, they thought I was pregnant at the front desk. The mom's in her sixties. Okay. And so then I perk up. I go, <laughs> hold my drink, please. <laughs> what? She's like, you're never going to believe they thought I was pregnant at the front desk. They did. They literally thought I was pregnant. Then she says, the mom says, I got to be honest with you. Ever since my autism diagnosis, it makes sense why I get so frazzled at the airport. And that was it. I need you to know that all three of those comments from the same family happen in a span of two sentences. Daddy, you don't seem as tall anymore because my new boyfriend, 6'4". They thought I was pregnant at the front desk. And because of my recent autism diagnosis, it makes sense why I get frazzled at the airport, guys. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I said, oh my God, this is all happening. Do you know what I mean? Now, I need you to know right now, it was just a lot to take in. It was like everybody was realizing something about themselves at once. And then when the mom said the comment, 
about her diagnosis, I didn't know if she was being sarcastic because then the whole family had a really good hearty laugh. And like, listen, that can happen. You can be older and and find out shit's popping. Good for her. I'm glad she's on clarity. But it was just like those three sentences in a span of 30 seconds threw me for a loop. So then, you know, I'm fucking invested. I'm like, oh, now I'm in. Character study, sign me up. So I move from one side of my cozy cubby to the other side. Ear is adjacent to the back of the other guy's chair. And I'm like, I need to hear everything. Then the daughter with the baby voice says, I'm going to get my license so I can do Botox. And I take one look. So then I'm like, I got to see what this girl really looks like. I take a scoop around the corner, crane my neck around so hard. My L7 is throbbing. And I go, nope. (laughs) Nope. And Chris and Tina are kind of like waking up from a, a gaze and they're like, huh? And I'm like, just saying nope. I just said nope. I just said nope out loud to everyone in the Centurion Lounge. Nope. And I know that's fucked up, but I just said nope. You know, it's the why you're an adult. I have a baby voice with rigs. I do. I got to be honest with you. And people say, oh, you'll get one with your kids. No, my children will be step in line, Kyle Jr. You know what I mean? Step in line, Beauregard. They're going to a Swiss boarding school. I love them. I want them. I've talked about my fertility struggles, but my children will be abroad. (laughs) A, so they'll be cultured and B, so I never have to have them in the Centurion Lounge screaming. They thought I was pregnant at the front desk, but it was the mom who said it. Guys, I know these are inside situations, but it was fucking wild. And then there was this really chubby kid. Great. Like everything about this kid, I was like, this is my kid who came around the corner And he looked at me, he had a backpack on. He was clearly going to Aruba for spring break. Like parents were rich, but he was a cool kid. Like he was grounded. You know what I mean? He had a little weight on him. So he knew, he knew he had to be funny to like get through junior high. I respected everything about him. He came around the corner with such swagger, such confidence. He goes, somebody in that cubby looked at me, literally nodded his head up, somebody in that cubby. And I go, that's all you, brah. Literally said, that's all you, brah. And Tina and I were having such a fucking laugh. This kid was like, cool, I'm gonna put my stuff down. He was seven. He was not older than, than I'd say eight and a half, but he came in with the swagger of a cool 16 year old who like already knew that they got a scholarship for swimming. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some kid named Matt who's like, cool. Do you care if I sit here? Yeah, yeah I'm going to Clemson to swim. That was what the vibe was. But this kid was seven and a half and probably, you know, he was in a full junior size. He was a thick kid, but that's the thing. That's the way I was as a child. I was chubby, but I fucking was like, what's up? You know, when the babysitters would come over, I'd be like, we're going to Baskin Robbins, bitch. Get in the car. (laughs) You know, like confident kids are my favorite. I'm not talking about bullies. I'm talking about confident children who just don't give a fuck. We're like, yeah, it's cool. I'm confident in my skin. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Junior high. I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. I'm going to need a growth spurt. I'm not worried about it. Are you worried about it? You don't need to be. Mom, you don't need to be. I got this. So this kid sits down and I'm like, I kind of want to like put my arms around him and shield him from the conversation for these three sociopaths behind us. And he comes back with a plate, you guys, that was so fucking loaded. It was so loaded with some sort of Baja chicken, you know, a rice pilaf, some sort of mixed salad and just a side of fruit, a side of fruit that would rival the entire fruit population of Kauai. He sat down. He fucking started going hard in the paint. Then his dad comes around the corner. It's like, scoot over in the cubby. They're now trying to share the cubby. 
His dad was a mixed martial art major, not minor major. His dad owned a CrossFit, owned a Barry's boot camp, like the most ripped, gorgeous man I'd ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, I get it. And then I kind of had a little sympathy for the kid because I was like, oh, this kid physically doesn't live up to what his dad wants him to be. You know what I mean? I had a thin mother. I get it. <laughs> Everyday disappointment. But there was something about him. There was something about him that just literally, I saw myself in him and the confidence. I was like, this is the fucking kid. This kid and all of his friends, which I'm sure are nice and cool as shit, should be the ones allowed in the Centurion Lounge. Not the woman over here who's screaming about this odd relationship she has with her father. And I'm sure it was sweet and endearing, but at 9 a.m., the way she wolfed down that mezcal was concerning. I'm shredding for the wedding and honestly just trying to take care of myself and be good to myself and kind to myself. And how am I doing that? By having my freezer and my fridge stocked with things that are accessible and delicious and healthy. And I'm talking about Daily Harvest. Y'all, Daily Harvest is a no-brainer, okay? Really and truly, I saw all these other like influencers and other people through podcasts with the brand. I was like, okay, how delicious, how healthy can it be? And I got sent the smoothies and the bowls and the soups. And I was like, this is amazing. Like when I'm working all day, I don't have time to think. I want to be able to go upstairs and have a, tomato and zucchini minestrone soup or a a tomatillo and pepper flatbread or maybe one of their shakes and just make it easy. I love them because it's the easiest way to get more fruits and veggies into my day every day. They have my back with delicious food that's good for me and good for the planet. Literally, I get my big box and I'll get like their pre-made smoothies, if you will. Okay. And what I do is, is I fill it up with a little bit of water add it to my blender, and then I add protein powder or whatever, you know, maybe some collagen or little protein accoutrements. And then it literally goes back into the container it came in and it's delicious. And they have all sorts of really cool ingredients like camu, camu, and, you know, goji berries and stuff. It's like, if you want to buy all those solo at the grocery store, it's going to cost you $10,000. Daily Harvest makes it affordable and they're really about organic farm practices and they reduce food waste and you can feel good about the choices you're making physically and for the environment. And that's what I love. Go to dailyharvest.com slash absolutely to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash absolutely for up to $40 off your first box. Again, that's dailyharvest.com slash absolutely. Daily Harvest makes it easy to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. So I got you. Dailyharvest.com slash absolutely. Spring is here, baby. They got rid of daylight savings or maybe they froze it. I don't know what it is, but all I know is we're going to have daylight longer, which means 7 p.m. sunsets are a thing, which means we're going to be out and about. You know what I mean? Having a cocktail, looking fabulous this spring. And what do we need to do? A little spring wardrobe update. And I've got just the plan for you. I'm talking about Newly. Let me put you on to Newly, a monthly clothing rental subscription. You have your choice of any six styles you want to rent each month. You choose whatever you want for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. So for example, you got weddings coming up, showers. Maybe you're going on a nice beach vacation and you want something fabulous. Literally, they've got it for you. Any choice of six styles. And you have access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. And my biggest thing is what I love about Newly is they have a range of sizes from petite to plus size up to 5X plus maternity. And they carry amazing labels. One of the labels that I love is for Love of Lemons, which is like really fancy schmancy and hot. And like, you're like, let me rent it. Let me try that outfit. Let me wear it once and then I can return it. Or if I want to keep it, you have an option to buy. Literally, if you love it, you can buy it at a discount, sometimes even up to 
75% off. I freaking love Newly. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. This just makes it so easy. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month at Newly when you sign up with the code absolutely20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter code absolutely20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's newly, N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code absolutely20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Some of y'all might listen to this and not hear it with a comedian's point of view and might hear it with a critical. Like I guarantee I'm gonna have one person email me. That wasn't something. Hunter's being no match. Guys, this is comedy. My job is to alert you when things are insane. You know what I mean? And I know my voice carries. So if I'm in a sky club and I'm having an intimate conversation or if I'm like yelling at Jeff, like, did you fucking forget your passport? How the fuck did we get all the way through TSA and you don't have your passport? You just had your passport, Jeff. Quit freaking out. Check your back pocket. Check your fucking back pocket. Like those are the conversations I have in sky clubs with Jeff. We got in a, I would say a heated argument. You know what I mean? End of the world heated argument. When we were flying to Italy last year, I bought us tickets on Emirates, which I'm sure is controversial. I don't fucking know. Everybody's terrible. It was 11 o'clock flight out of JFK and I bought us business class, which business class is a pod. If you're in first class, you're in like a suite where, you know, you have the whole front of the plane. So we were essentially in first class. And I look at Jeff and I'm like, Jeff, are you ready for the meal? And he goes, Heather, the flight's at 11. They were going to serve dinner around midnight, 1230, about, you know, 45 minutes, 90 minutes by the time you get up in the air. So no, I'm going to go right to sleep. And I literally, I'm so new money, guys. I started steaming. My eyes crossed. And he's like, why are you getting upset? I go, I paid. <laughs> you guys, I literally go, I paid for the pods and you're not going to eat the meal. And he's like, no, because I'm going to have horrible acid reflux and I want to sleep seven hours. I'm going to wake up and get breakfast. I don't know why, guys. It fucking made me steam. I'm shaking. I'm literally giving my ticket to the woman and I'm shaking. She's like, are you good? And I go, no. He said he's not going to eat the meal. Why? Why was I trying to force feed my husband? I just fucking panicked. I panicked. You're not going to eat the meal. And then I get on the plane. He goes to bed, okay? Of course, I'm like, bring on the appetizers, the amouge-bouche. I want it all. I had a lamb vindaloo that literally blew my tits off. Love, love lamb vindaloo. I took six bites, almost felt sick because it was such steam heat spice. You know, there's white people spice. And then there's like Indian spice. When I went to Asia, they literally like, do you want white lady spice? And I'd be like, a hot white lady spice. That's not offensive to me. That's legit. If you go to Mexico, they're like, you're a gringa. You want white lady spice? Yes. Because you can't handle habanero heat. If you go to India, you can't really handle it. You know, if you have a meze platter from a true Mediterranean gal, there's going to be some pickled peppers on there that will literally blow the ends of your eyebrows off. Anyways, so I'm laying there and I'm fucking miserable. I'm miserable. I take two omeprazoles. I'm just shoving tums down my throat and I'm trying to lay down. But now that I have a full stomach and I've had six glasses of acidic wine mixed with the lamb vindaloo, it is like an actual blender of fire in the deep loins of my throat. I have never sat and like stewed in my own bullshit before in my life. So Jeff wakes up two hours later, goes to the bathroom. I say, honey, I need to apologize. (laughs) 
He's like, oh, really, bitch? I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm miserable. I shouldn't have had the meal. He goes, will you fucking listen to me sometimes? And I go, yes. And then I literally go, yes, daddy. Yes. And he's like, why are you calling me daddy? And I go, because you're my sexy daddy. And he was like, you stop. I was like, do you want a hand job under the blanket right now? And he goes, no. Going back to bed, you dumb bitch. You smell like lamb. (laughs) And then he got up and had the breakfast. And see, I fucked up. Because when you're tired on an airplane, going late night over there, you're going to fall asleep at 11. You have one glass of wine, a trazodone, you're fucking out. When they start doing breakfast service, you're going to wake up because you hear the clinking and the clinking and the, you smell the coffee, you smell the food, you're going to wake up. They turn the lights up, you're going to wake up. So you might as well sleep through dinner, wake up for breakfast. And I fucked it up. So I sat on that flight that I paid top dollar first class for, business class, but you get it. New money as a new money bitch who just had to take in every single morsel and ounce of what she spent her money on. And I had fucking, I was sick to my stomach. We landed in Milan and I think I was like, this is it, I'm gonna be sick. Didn't sleep an ounce because I had turmeric and paprika burning the backs of my eyes all night. And that's when I realized, A, my marriage is strong. B, I may have daddy issues. And C, it's not about eating every piece of food on an airplane. It's about the experience. What are you paying for? The sleep quality. You know what I mean? I got to tell you guys though, hear ye, hear ye to any airline. If you're in a pod, you have to have an air conditioning vent. South Korean Air didn't have it. Emirates doesn't have it. Delta doesn't have it. United, nobody has, when you're in a pod, a way to blow air conditioning on yourself. I need my own vent. Please, someone, think of a way that you can have a nice fan blowing on your face while you take a siesta. That's what I would like. If I'm spending the, you know, $2,300 for a one-way ticket because I'm new money and need to prove something to myself, please let me know. No, I work my ass off. That's the reason why. We cannot afford you know, a flight on a Cessna 182 from Omaha to Tulsa. We're not there yet. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, you know, she can get upgraded, she will. And she does. I'll never forget. Jeff, sometimes we'll just be driving to dinner or something. He goes, remember that time that you almost divorced me because you were so upset? I didn't want to eat a meal on an Emirates flight. <laughs> and like, at the end of the day, it does not matter, okay? I've had great, food on flights. And I've also had terrible food. Like it's food on a flight. You know, we're not at a three Michelin star restaurant. I didn't just pay for a tasting menu, but I just literally wanted us to get every single penny and dime out of that experience. And I fucked myself. I fucked myself hard. And my whole point of this is saying that A, they allow too many people in first class, including myself. And B, I had a great weekend and that's it. I was going to get into the voicemails. We actually don't even have time. This is going to be a three hour podcast of me just telling you about Sparky, my plumber, Derek, the valet, who's the greatest person. If you'd like Derek to come on the podcast and you want him to do justification for himself, please let me know. Oh, also, this is the big announcement. Big announcement. Huge. Insane. Side note, we have shows coming up, Fort Lauderdale this weekend. Then we have Salt Lake City. We have Phoenix. We have Vancouver. Vancouver, April 1st. Get your fucking tickets. Then we have two shows in Tampa. 
Chicago, Milwaukee, the Chicago theater is going to be like the craziest show ever. But I am so excited, you guys. This is a total dream come true. I know I've been rambling this podcast, but I'm playing the Fox Theater. I'm announcing it right now. I'm playing the Fox Theater in Atlanta, May 26th. It's the Thursday before Memorial Day. They would not give me a weekend day. (laughs) They did not give me a weekend. That's okay. So Thursday, May 26th, it's going to be me, Heather McMahon, headlining the Fox Theater. I don't think you know what this means for me in my loins. I don't think you understand what this means in my heart. My dream 10 years ago was to always play the Fox. And the fact that they've given me this opportunity is insane. We need to sell this bitch out. It's like 5,000 tickets. I know we will, but we have to. So if you came to the show in 2019, you want to see it again, it's going to be a rager. Also because it's the Thursday before Memorial Day, basically no one's going to work Friday Memorial Day weekend. Come, we're going to fucking party. We're going to have a huge after party somewhere. I'm planning the whole thing now. And then stay, go up to the lake, go, you know, do whatever. We're going to party all Memorial Day weekend and that's it. It's going to be the last show of this material. I'm so proud of the work. I'm so proud of the jokes. I'm so proud of just what I've been doing. I'm really proud of the show. And it's changed a lot since some of y'all saw it. And it's just, I love what I do. I'm like in the pocket, as they call it. When you're an athlete and you're in the pocket or you're performing, you're just in the pocket. You're like sitting. I don't know what that means. It doesn't make sense, but I'm just sitting in the pocket every time when I get off stage. I'm like, that fucking killed, crushed. I loved it. So tickets are going to go on sale this Thursday. So this podcast comes out on Wednesday. Tickets are going on sale Thursday. I don't know exactly what time. Check my Instagram, but this is the big show. If you've never seen it, come out. Atlanta, we have to sell this bitch out. This will mean the world to me. If we sell this bitch out, I will give you guys an NFT of my titties. I'm telling you right now. I will give you an NFT of my titties. It's done. It's a wrap. Whatever you guys want, please. I need to sell this show out. They wouldn't give me a weekend because I don't think they felt very confident, but it's my hometown. This is the coming home show. This will be the last time I will ever do this material. I'll take off the summer. And then this fall, I'll come back with a whole new tour. So if you want to see this, you're never going to see it again. This is the last show. So I'm going to do two shows in Tampa, then come up to Atlanta and finish the farewell tour. And I want you guys to know, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. When I meet you guys and you travel like this weekend in Omaha, there were so many girls who traveled from South Dakota or Iowa. And I know Iowa's next door, but when you guys get on planes and trains and you pay nannies and babysitters and you get a hotel for the weekend, you have no idea how much that means to me. I understand life is expensive, okay? I'm over here sitting in a fucking Centurion Sky Club for six and a half hours because that's the flight I could afford. I get it. And you guys have made my dreams come true and I am so unbelievably grateful. And also a big thing is I've been trying to get this comedy special, which I think I'm just going to self-produce. That's a whole nother conversation because I see people who don't put in half the work I do and have comedy specials in it. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Because I got to be honest with you, my material's great. So anyways, that's a whole nother conversation. But anyways, so selling out the show in Atlanta will really be the testament to take us over the edge. We had people come to New York and LA. I mean, we sold out of LA at the Orpheum, which was insane. So I'm working on that. So it may be something where depending on how this goes, then we'll get a deal and then we'll shoot something over the summer in like a smaller club for the special. But anyway, I'm speaking that into existence because I'm sick and tired of, you know, I do everything on my own. I make shit happen. But I want you guys to know from the bottom of my heart, y'all coming out and supporting me and traveling and spending money and doing all this shit. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So this Thursday, I will announce on Instagram on probably Wednesday night, what time the tickets are going on sale. So today, 
It's 8 a.m. I've just recorded this. I'm going down to the Fox. We're shooting a hysterical big promo video to get everybody hyped. And that's it. And I can't believe it feels so weird. I'm going to be emo for two seconds. It feels so weird to think that um, I've done all these shows. Like last fall, I did like 40 shows in like 32 different cities. It, it was something nuts. And through the end of this, it'll be another like 25 shows. It's just, I've been working my ass off. I've literally been gone every fucking weekend. But seeing you guys, like to be able to like do a show in Tulsa, Oklahoma and have it packed and be like, what the fuck is happening? And, you know, it's just the coolest thing. And you guys come out and I'm just so grateful. I'm sorry, I'm going to start crying. I'm just emo, I'm PMSing. But this is just a real full circle moment for me. And we did it together. I did it on my own. I did it with y'all's help. We didn't play by Hollywood's games or rules. We just fucking did it. And that's what means the world to me. So go to heatherontour.com, get your tickets. But when we announce on Thursday, the tickets are going to go live. There's no pre-sale. There's no, I don't want to make it confusing. When the video goes live on Thursday, the tickets are on sale. I would imagine it'll probably be something like 10 a.m. or maybe noon. I will announce, check Instagram Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Be ready. The tickets are going to go fast. It's going to be fucking crazy. And we're going to plan the biggest block party after. And it's just going to be a fucking blowout. It's going to be an absolute blowout. I owe it to you guys to say thank you in a big way. So get your tickets, heatherontour.com. Also, Fort Lauderdale, coming to you this weekend. We got plenty of tickets left for that show, heatherontour.com. And as always, I will get back into the voicemails next week. I'm sorry, I just was really giggling to myself today. But you can always call into the voicemail, 800-213-7503. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Arrivederci, Chabella. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.